Hi, I'm Mo Maduro, and this is the Active Life Over 50 podcast, providing insights and support for your life expansion and self-actualization journey. Today's episode is a positive mental attitude. It's more powerful than you probably think. Yeah, so I'll finish out this little mini-series with positive mental attitude. It's another one of the staples from back in the day that we always heard about. There were books written about it, Positive Mental Attitude, Clement Stone and Norman Vincent Peale. And there are people who argue it. And the thing that's interesting about all of the popular motivational or self-development type content is that we have a pretty high standard for it, that if it doesn't work 100% of the time, it doesn't work. Yet prescription drugs can work 60% of the time. And as a matter of fact, sometimes only outperform the placebo by a small margin. But yet we're comfortable taking prescription medications that have all kinds of side effects. It's just a thing that's interesting as I've studied this, what goes wrong when a principle doesn't work, or I should say a, a step or a recommendation or a practice, and what makes them work when they do. And the thing is that a lot of this stuff will work most of the time. Now, positive mental attitude definitely has some science behind it to back it up. We didn't have it in the 70s and 80s. It was anecdotal. And again, from a peer-reviewed standpoint, it's kind of hard to test because there's so many other factors, especially when you understand the power of priming. But the positive mental attitude, it is priming. Now, just so here's a quick example. If you talk to anybody who's a big high performer in sales or like I, you know, I've had a lot of years in sales and, and training and operations and those things, and you're always looking at best practices and because it's so results-based, you know when something's working and when it's not. It's like you can't hide. All things being equal, if a salesperson can get the customer or the prospect saying yes more times, it will lead to more sales. So if you did two sales presentations the exact same way and in one of them you focused on getting the customer to say yes and there's a different a variety of ways to get them to say yes but it starts with fact finding of course and one of them you do that and the other one you don't and you track that over time the one who gets the prospect saying yes more often will make the sale now why is that they're being primed it's they're priming themselves with the yes the yes the yes the yes and now they're ready to take action there's another i forget where i saw it but the uh, Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield. Anyway, one of these guys, they would do a, a, an experiment or an exercise and they would have people say, I can, I can, I can, and raise their arm. And then their partner would try to pull their arm down and they can't. They can't pull it down. But if they don't say, I can, I can, I can, or if they say, I can't, then the arm goes down very quickly. There are other examples. So you could do it with weightlifting. Uh, you psych yourself up. But all of that is that positive mental attitude. But I think one of the best examples of how this works is when you look at a growth mindset. Now, there's a lot of confusion, in my opinion, around mindsets, growth mindset, fixed mindset, et cetera. And a person can have a growth mindset in some areas, but a fixed mindset in others. It's not this one size fits all. And once you have a growth mindset, that you have a growth mindset all the time. No, not only can you have a growth mindset over here and a fixed mindset over here, you can be triggered into a fixed mindset from having a growth mindset. When you start looking at some of the research that was done around the results of a person who's in a growth mindset, it makes you want to understand, well, how do I keep from getting triggered? Not only that, how do I get myself to stay in a growth mindset beyond the scope of this podcast, but it's one of the things that we'll talk about as we unpack in the seven fitness areas. But the short version is that if you add the word yet, when you're describing something that you can't do, you just describe the word yet. Now, Carol Dweck wrote the book, Growth Mindset, and it's worth a read for sure, a listen. I use Scrib and Audible, by the way, just so you know. I consume a lot of books using Scrib and Audible. And you can listen at 1.8, 2.2 times, 2x. You can 
or, or 1.25, whatever. Some people don't like listening to books, but if you consider that you can do it with no extra work or time, you can do it while you're doing other things, and you can always listen to it twice in the time it takes you to read it once, it's kind of hard to argue against it. Anyway, growth mindset is worth to listen or read because it gives you examples that you can actually take to the bank, and then it gives you steps of how to stay in the growth mindset. And just by adding the word yet, I haven't figured out how to do it yet because you're communicating, you're not shutting that door. So all of this, everything I'm going to be talking about for the next probably 15 to 20 episodes has an underpinning with the unconscious and the 100 billion neurons. My earlier podcast, you want to go check that out if you haven't, but 100, 100 billion neurons, they process the brain and unconscious processes up to 11 million bits per second, whereas the conscious mind only processes up to 50 bits per second. So the unconscious has the jump on the conscious mind. The conscious mind is supposed to be in charge in directing the unconscious because the unconscious is running the show, so to speak, and it's throwing all this chatter out there. It keeps the conscious mind focused on the wrong things and reacting to the wrong things. And it has this feeling anxious. It ha and then we're being primed by the advertising and all that going on. With the positive mental attitude, you're priming yourself and you're more likely to do well than not if you're primed for, for goodness. Now, we can be triggered. So I think the bigger challenge is not understanding how to have a positive mental attitude. The bigger challenge is understanding how to not be triggered or when you are triggered, how do you stop that? There is a process that you can do and, and, and it starts with the idea of 11 million bits versus 50. So if you are triggered or something happens and it sends a negative signal and you start responding to that, by the time your conscious mind picks up on it, the neurons have already fired and wide. There's 100 billion of them. They've already fired and wide. It's like a mob mentality. And that horse has left the barn. To try to get that back is difficult. So I have an exercise that we can do. And you actually do it before. You act, it's actually set up so that the very thing that's triggering the anxiety or the fear or the concern, it actually triggers the repositioning of it. It's a positivity exercise. That's how I came up with it. Because in business, you always are throwing, having, having curves and you know you got a big client to see that day and then you have a curveball curve thrown at you. How do you stay positive? You know, you do the things you put it in a box, figuratively speaking, and you put it over to the side and you deal with it later. Those all work. I've used association. I've used visual skills, but it's still nagging there. The best way is to stop it from ever happening. Because remember, the reason why we get anxious is because the cortisol comes up and starts monitoring this threat, and then the threat gets bigger and bigger in our mind, but it's treating the threat like a, the, the saber-toothed tiger on the Serengeti. And every threat is not that big. Most threats are not that big. Probably no threats that we see on a day-to-day -day basis are that big. So why should we get all this adrenaline and cortisol going on and the dip in the serotonin, et cetera, that's causing this, these problems, and then you can spiral. So this catches it even before you start. It's like, bam, and then you just, just move on. If you ever watch, I just watched a video of Magic Johnson. Always cool, always calm. These guys are always cool and calm. Essentially, nothing rattles them. They've been doing it for so long. They've built in these patterns that they just know, first of all, nothing is bad. He's a businessman, too. That nothing is as bad as it seems when you first find out about it. And a lot of times, you just let it go and it will resolve itself. So why go on the roller coaster ride? Stay on the platform, let the roller coaster do its thing. When it comes back, then you can check it out and see, see what's going on. So I gave some examples. I talked about the sales, I talked about priming. If you don't have a positive mental attitude, it's very easy to not see the positivity that's happening. You may miss 
those opportunities just because you're already primed to, to say no. And I know I'm probably talking about this like, oh, yeah, come on, it's, it's basic. But um, think about it as you are influencing the neurons and the neurons are running the show until you learn how to access the powerful present moment and put the conscious mind back in charge. The other one is beliefs. But if you have a negative mindset or a, a fixed mindset, it's very difficult to change beliefs. Beliefs are hard to change anyway. I talked in one of the earlier podcasts about the cognitive dissonance you have to go through to make that happen and that any breakthrough is preceded by confusion and discomfort because you're actually changing beliefs. You have to first believe that you can change the belief. You have to believe that it's worth changing. You have to believe that what's on the other side of that change is, a, is available to you and you can go after it. You have to believe that it's worth it or you're not going to get up. And the last thing I'll bring up is that as, if you've studied any of this stuff for a while or, or experimented with it, you know it's two ways. The, the, easy answer, the easy example is if you're feeling sad, you're probably going to drop your head down. You're going to look down. You're going to have shallow breathing. But if you start doing shallow breathing and put your head down and leave like that, do it long enough and you'll feel sad. Anxiety, short breaths. You do short breaths, you can start feeling anxious, even though there's nothing to feel anxious about. You'll find something. And the more you do the short breaths and the more you look for things to be anxious about, the more anxious you become. So it goes both ways. And that's because the neurons that fire together wire together. So the neurons can come at it from both ways, which is why you want to be in charge. You want to be priming yourself all the time so the neurons are in check. And that's what the positivity exercise will do for you. But there's other ways too. It's reframing, it's understanding, it's having the buffer, it's meditating, it's finding those triggers that you already have and neutralizing those triggers. Another thing we have is implementation intentions where you can pre-frame yourself of what you're going to do when this thing happens. See, if you already know, it's kind of like when I did that stop to avoid hitting, when I saved that high side to avoid hitting the bus, if you already know it's coming and you have a plan of what to do, then the thing coming triggers the response and the response is the right response to stay on track, not to get off track. The purpose of this wasn't to convince you to have a positive mental attitude, and I didn't set that up well in the beginning. The reason I'm doing these basic ones, goal setting, visualization, positive mental attitude, the reason I'm doing these is because I want to answer some of the questions that people may or may not have about, well, that stuff doesn't always work. Nothing works all the time, but if you understand how it works and why it works, You'll understand how to self-correct on your own, and you'll understand what steps you need to do because you may have been primed wrong for it to work. You may have primed yourself wrong for it to work. If you're, so anyway, we can go on and on. Just understand positive mental attitude. It does work. It's, it's important. Certainly, it's better than a negative attitude, right? Henry Ford said, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way, you're right, and I'll leave it there. So see you next time.